I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. This old mariner calling out from the banks of the old Bon Secours River in the southernmost part of the state of Alabama here on Alabama's Gulf Coast. And, hey, by the way, uh, saying thank you for allowing us to have this time into your home or wherever you're listening to our program from. The book of Romans, Romans chapter 5, all the way down to verse 8. I want to talk just a little bit about this subject of Bible salvation. Now, not salvation as the world looks at it. Think about maybe someone would call me and say, Brother Mon, we were saved today. Uh, Like, uh, what what do you mean, saved from a bad accident? That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, Someone would say, thanks to some special doctor and some medication that we're able to take, we were saved from just entering in right into death's door. I'm not talking about saving uh, your body. I'm going to ask the question, are you saved? And I want to look at it in uh, an eternal sense. Salvation to be saved from what? To be saved from sin's bondage, saved from judgment, saved from the penalty of sin. Oh, Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. So, and Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, oh, I find a wonderful verse here. And there's, there's, there's five little things here that uh, would help us to see. As far as Bible salvation is concerned, well, it would help me to know whether I possess that or not. I'm glad I can tell you, and I hope you can tell me. I'm glad I can say to you, are you saved? Are you saved? Some people have said before, Brother One, I'm religiously affiliated. I'm not talking about your religion, your, your necessary, your religious affiliation, denomination, religion, and so forth. I'm just asking, are you saved? All right. Now, if I were to ask that question, I would begin by saying something like this. What if there is such a salvation, and this is eternal salvation, my friend, and it'll save you from the damnation of the fires of hell, my friend. Who who came up with this? Who is the originator? Romans chapter 5, all the way down to verse 8. It says this, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. My, my, what a verse. All right? Now, who's the originator? All right, now let's look at it. Verse 8, the first two words, but God. If you look in your Bible, turn all the way back to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, it would say something like this, in the beginning, God. See, before you go one verse in the Bible, 
It just cripples all the theories of the infidels, the agnostics, the evolutionists, all of the modern world. Before anything existed, there was God. Explain it, Brother Mon. I can't. I can't. But I believe it. See, without faith, it's impossible to believe God. Or to, we think about uh, to please God. All right. First, I got to believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. See, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. I just chose, I chose to believe. See, in the garden, God made man. We think about going all the way back to Genesis chapter one. We think about the first three chapters. You know, uh, what did man choose to do? Oh, Yes, fell into sin. God saw him fall, covered his sin, promised a redeemer. Man's been running from God ever since. Oh, if there is a salvation to be offered to mankind, it's something that has to come from God. But God, all right, we think about the cause of salvation then. Who's the originator? God. Now, not the founder of your religion, of your denomination, sir. It has to be God. If you possess Bible salvation, it has to come from from God. What's the cause? But God commendeth his love. Now that I don't understand. I can make a few passing comments, but I don't understand. You said why? Because God's love is so different from ours. God's love is divine and eternal and unconditional. And our love love is selfish. It's one-sided. It's temporal, you know. I love those who love me. I believe the only way you can experience real love is to have the God of love to live on the inside of you, by the way. God commended his love How do you explain that? What is it, Ephesians chapter 2, around verse 5 and 6? But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherein he loved us, Uh, that's, uh, that's beyond me. How could a sinless, are you listening? How could a sinless, pure, spotless, undefiled being love a world of wickedness? How could this have touched his heart. Oh, we think about God. There's something different with God's love than our love. For God so loved the world. That would get us then to the subjects of salvation. But God, the originator of salvation, but God committed his love, the cause of salvation. Have you ever swallowed, my friend, and understood that there is uh, we'll see in a few moments, no matter what our condition is, that God offers love to you. You know, I, I don't understand that. How could God have loved Wayne Munn? I, I do not understand. But the subjects of salvation, but God, the originator, committed his love. That's the cause toward us. Who's us? Come on, who is us? That's me and you. Oh, that's the rich, the poor, everybody in between, red, yellow, black, and white, the healthy, the halt, the businessman, the farmer, the fisherman, the whosoever wills of the world. But God committed his love toward us, me and you. Once again, not just an elect few. God so loved 
the world. And as far as we think about this love is concerned, this love included, and this love includes me and you. The originator of salvation, but God, all right? The cause of salvation commendeth his love, all right? The subjects of salvation toward us, what's the, what's, what's, what's the need? Why do I have to be saved? I've had people ask me that before, you know, talking with them, whether they come to me or maybe I'm knocking on their door. Why? Why, why do I need this? Why do I need this Bible salvation? Verse 8, Romans 5, but God committeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, uh-oh, while we were yet sinners, what kind of sinner? If I back up two verses here, I go from verse 8 to verse 7 to verse 6 of Romans 5. In verse 6, it says, for when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. My friend, an ungodly sinner. That was me. That was me. You say, well, the sins I committed was not that bad. The Bible says Christ died for the ungodly. Do you qualify for his death? Oh, you have to fall under the uh, those who were ungodly. In fact, the Bible describes man standing before God as being lost. The Bible uses the word lost. There is no hope. He's without excuse. In verse 6, it says, for when we were yet without strength. He has no strength to change this. He's without God on the road to destruction and hell. And this need touches the heart of God. Wow. I don't. I don't understand that. The need of salvation while we were yet sinners. Ever seen yourself in that uh, in that boat, my friend? Oh, the boat that I was in was a sinful boat. Oh, boatload. In fact, it had to do with the whole world. Ah, uh, while we were yet sinners. All right, let's pull it together now. Let's see what we have. The originator of salvation, but God. The cause of salvation committeth his love. All right. The subjects of salvation are toward us. Everyone. Red, yellow, black, or white. The whole world. For God so loved the world, the needs, while we were yet sinners. You know, the hardest thing for an individual to see is his standing before God. We we'll argue back and forth. You know, I'm just not that bad. People say that. Brother Mon, I'm just not that bad. And they're comparing themselves with some other person that's committed some horrible sin. The Bible describes us as being sinners, and we need this salvation. Now, what the most important thing, what is the act that secured this salvation? But God committed his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died died for us. God's law demands punishment for sin. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All right, the punishment for sin, death, not only death, as far as death of body is concerned. All but Revelation, all the way to chapter 20, oh, we find, my friend, the lake of fire, you know. 
As far as mankind is concerned, he's a sinner. We must pay the price. Now, what, what happened? All right. Someone stepped in. God's son stepped in and paid that price. Isn't that wonderful? Christ died for us. This is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 6, who gave himself a ransom for all, a price to be paid. Jesus paid that price for me. I believe, I, I chose to believe that years ago. I'm glad I can say today because of this faith in God's Son and his work there on Calvary. Oh, I'm glad I can say I am saved. Now, I'm not worthy to be saved. And it's amazing grace that brought this salvation to me. But I'm glad I can say I'm saved. Now, what about you? Come on, I'm asking you the question. Are you saved? I didn't ask what denomination you were or whether you've been immersed or whether you have, we think about all types of religious rituals you could be involved in. I'm just asking, are you saved? Do you know if you are saved, you know where that salvation came from? It came from God. And the reason he would be willing to save you is because he loves you, died for you. He loved you, sent his son to die for you. As far as we think about the subjects of salvation, that is me and you. As far as saving us and giving us his love, how could a sinless, pure, spotless, undefiled being love a world of wickedness? It doesn't make sense. But his heart was touched for me and you. I'm glad God loves me with all his heart. I'm glad I can say today because of the work of his son, all right, the act that secured this salvation, Christ died for me. I'm glad I have trusted the work of Christ. Ah, oh, thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Isn't it good to be saved? Are you saved? Now until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Munn. 